0: Let's do the thing, what's up everybody?
1: Hey y'all, welcome to the tug of war.
0: We are so excited to be back. This is about to be a full episode. That's true. None of that half stuff. Now, there might be some construction happening on the wall behind us, but pay no attention to the, to <laughs> to the, the, the cut off saws the and wall. the impact drills, <laughs> That's right. pay no attention.
1: No, it, it should be good. They stopped drilling so that we can talk. And uh, today, we're just gonna have a conversation. A conversation between two friends. That's right. Where we are, That's yes. where we wanna be, uh-huh. there's a big space between. It's a fight, tension, struggle. That is the tug of war.
0: This is episode 103.
1: Is that correct? I
0: think so. Right? Yeah, we did 100, 101. Oh, oh episode 102.
1: 102. Yeah, we don't count the one where it was just the oh, update yeah, that, that we a, could not actually have an episode. That was a fake episode. one.
0: And I'm excited. Yes. I remember when we first started uh, the tug of war, we wanted to pick the name. Oh, yeah. And me and Wit and Easton, we went into the portable, which is a, a you know, trailer classroom. Yeah. at our Matlock building, and we wrote out so many ideas, and we stumbled upon the tug more. Tug of Moore. Moore.
1: that's right. You're right. We did,
0: and we liked it. And we asked a couple people Some if people they liked said the name. No way. Some people said no because they uh, associate
1: because they're perverts.
0: The word tug with perv stuff, <laughs> and I was like, well, or tug of war, which is kind of the yeah. what we were alluding that to. That is what
1: regular people think. was yeah. teasing. <laughs> no tug of more. Yeah,
0: and so it's been a great. It's been great, and so I'm excited to get back in the rhythm and the that's routine. Right as we talk about, yeah, that tension about how to get to everything we feel inside.
1: That's right, and so we have a lot planned for the next 100 episodes. Wow. That, uh, because we feel like that this podcast really is an act of obedience. You know, in this last season where we are taken a break, um, I think you said it on episode 100, or maybe episode 101, when we did the live recording, you said, hey, we would do it just for one person, Right. and in the last few weeks, we've had multiple people come up to us and say, yes. hey, if you are doing it for just the one, please keep doing it for me. Th- this is ministering to me. This is helping me. This is really something that... One lady said, this is my church. She said, like, I come to this to receive something from God every week, and so... We're doing this out of an act of obedience, and I feel like um, that's just important to say that like, we care about what we're doing and what we're... Uh producing and the content that we're getting because we really feel like God wants us to help all of our friends step into the more that he has for them and this is just an opportunity we have. So, when you have questions, don't be afraid to ask Come them. On. Don't say I'm gonna ask a question and not do it. <laughs> don't be like, hey, I've been wondering about but I haven't got around to, to ask you. Just send it, send a message and we're gonna talk about it.
0: Yeah, and so if you're watching, you're uh, who we love and care about. That's right. We wanna help you step into everything Absolutely. that God has for you and guess what, he has a lot.
1: It's really true. He has
0: so much. God has so much for you in your life, in your ministry, in your marriage, in your health. He has so much. Uh, I have this illustration that I've done in sermons before where I imagine that someday, you know, you're going to die and go to heaven and that God's going to, you know, throw me in his Jeep and he's going to drive me because obviously, you know. God has Jeep. And yeah. so he's going to drive me over to the warehouse district of heaven. And in the warehouse district of heaven, there'll be a big warehouse and we'll have my name on it. And I'll walk in there and see all of these empty shelves. And probably still some full shelves, and in that warehouse is where God housed all of the things He had for me that I just needed to step into. Right. So the question is: Am I willing? Am I, I have the courage? Do I have the belief in myself? Do I have the work, hard work, and the rest, and all the things to pull everything that God has for me into this life?
1: Right. So good.
0: I don't want want. I don't want my warehouse to be very full when I get up there.
1: Right. You're... I've
0: messed. I've messed up a bunch of stuff, and so there's a bunch of stuff that I know I've messed up in seasons, and it's still. It's still up there, but man, I'm trying to, to tug into the more that God has.
1: Yes. And so, uh, man, our conversations go all different directions or everywhere. And I'm really excited actually about the win today because it has helped you. It was like a word that God gave you. Yeah. But then in that it's helped me, it's helped our whole team. It's helped our whole church in, in just understanding this one idea. Yeah. So let's talk about it.
0: Let's tell the story and then what the word is okay let's tell the story
1: okay so
0: for so many years yes I was stressed out yeah to uh do it all right to make it all work to perform at my highest capacity
1: well I think you just explained part of why that is like when you have this idea that there is a warehouse full of things that God has for you, then it can be really Hmm. easy to feel insecure, intimidated, unsure of, am I gonna do it well enough to be able to pull those things into my life? And I think that for those of us who want to tug into more, that can be the dichotomy, the double-edged sword of like our our stepping into more and, and being like, okay, but but I got to do it right. I got to perform the best yeah. in order to get there.
0: And so I, I had worked myself into a tizzy, as yeah. they say. Yeah. Is that the saying? Yeah. <clears throat> I'd worked myself into this like chaotic internal struggle of being enough, right. of doing it all right, of nailing it every single time. Yeah. And it felt like every meeting I led, I had to perform it. Mm-hmm. Every sermon I wrote, I had to... Swing and get a home run mm-hmm. every single time, and if I just whiffed the ball, I felt like a failure, yeah, and like I was missing it, and that I was the the problem, and so I I was exhausted, yeah, and so uh, something that we've talked about on the podcast a bunch of times is rest, right, and it's something I was have not historically been good at, but because of my community, right, right, that has pushed me into learning how to rest, I went on sabbatical, yeah. And so this is not this year. This is a a year ago, yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. And so I took some time and went to uh, F- Florida. Where did I go?
1: Yeah, you went to Key West.
0: I went to Key West, and uh, by myself. And I ate some key lime pie. And I, uh, cause you know, that's like the.
1: That's like the. The hub. The national. Uh, what is it? Not. Nation. Have you been to Key West? No. What are you doing? I, I don't know. Had you been before then? No. <laughs>
0: So I went to Key West, and do you know why I went? Because I looked up and found out that Key West is one of the hubs of scooter riding. And so I went there, and I I, I rented a Honda Ruckus. Here's a picture. Honda Ruckus. Yes. And rode that thing around, Key West. dude. so happy. Yeah. Took my shirt off. Put, cause I don't know none of them scrubs. Right. I don't care what you think about right. me. I'm not trying to pick no woman up, and so I didn't care. So I put my sunglasses on, ran around. Anyways, while I was in Key West, um, and anytime I take a sabbatical, I take a lot of time to just pray and hear from God and yeah. journal and write and and do all the things. And so McKinley, your daughter, before I went, she sent me a text and she said, Pastor, I'm praying for you, and I know that um, it's been heavy. Yeah. You know. And so I put together a worship playlist for you. And so I was like, that's really nice, you know. Yeah. And so one day I was in the hotel room praying and really, uh, let me not be over spiritualize it. I was in the I was in the hotel room listening to worship, just kind of like tired.
1: You, yeah, you know, you ever get to that place where like you're just kind of what you said, you go through a hard season, you're burnout, you're a little bit like done. So then you take this quiet space to like get away, reflect. But sometimes it just takes a minute. I think sometimes we overhype what these moments of like yes. with Jesus is, but like. There were no angels appearing. Yeah, sometimes it's just like, I just need to. <gasps> yeah. And like just the decompression and breathing is like, is the whole spiritual moment. And
0: just invite God into my like right. noisy brain. Yeah. Is kind yeah, of what's yeah. happening. And so um, Mick sent me all these different songs, and she's young and cool, you know? Yeah. And so she sends me all these songs that I don't know. And she sends me one from Elevation Worship and Chandler Moore. It's called The One You Love. Yeah. The the One You Love. And in the song, it's like a real wordy song. It's not the kind of song that I would normally get down to. Um, But it's just on, and I'm telling you, I start to just have a breakdown. Yeah. Because the song's talking about how um, God loves you just as you are. And, like, you see me just how I am, and... um, God just care. Should I read some of the lyrics or what? Sure, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you've heard it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a song that talks about like he loves us. He loves us. Yeah, something Rachel used to always say is like he loves me especially most. Like oh, like yeah. he loves us each one of us individually so uniquely just exactly the way we are. Okay. The read song your, says you take story.
0: me just as I am. Yeah. You'd choose me all over again. Yeah. I am the one you love. I don't have. Here's the line that really got me. I don't have to prove anything. Yeah, There's room at your table for me. It's me, it's me, the real me. I know that you're proud of me. Even though I don't deserve it sometimes, I'm not a perfect child, but still I make my father smile. I know that you're proud of me. And then it goes and you'd take me all over again. And this, this idea starts to wreck me. Yeah. That like, I don't have to perform for God. That, that he loves me just as I am. Exactly. And here's the, here's the topic that we're talking about. Yeah. That the truth is the gift... Is in me. Yeah. That the gift that God has given me is already in there, and that I don't have to try to drum it up every single time I'm standing before people, whether one on one or in a small meeting or in front of a mass of people. I don't have to drum it up. The gift just is already in there. Yeah. And man, that, like, that whole trip, Key West, taking four days to go away, just that sentence for me was so healing and rejuvenating to my soul.
1: Yeah, because so much of the exhaustion of life can come from the pre-plan, the pre-effort, like not just the moments of like, like for you, standing on stage, giving a a sermon or like in a meeting, leading a moment or whatever it is that you do, whatever it is as a person that we lead or that we are taking care of, those pre-moments, getting ready for those moments are what can a lot of times drain us, especially if we're not willing to like realize oh, wait, I already know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think like you and I say that all the time. We don't know what we're doing as more a h- act of humility and like a submission to God of like, hey, God, it's yours, not ours. And like, we're just humble servants. But the other side of that coin can be that instead it's like, do I even know what I'm doing? Yeah, And you, you in that season came back, shared it. And I, yeah, I mean, I instantly saw a shift in you. Mm-hmm. But then in that and through that, it then trickled down to all of us. And I think it's such an important concept to talk about because when we can really identify the gift is in us and then we can really be willing to admit every room that we're in, God put us there. We didn't put ourselves there. Yeah. Then we can literally walk in peace even while tugging into more. Yeah. And I think that those are things that for you and I, a long season, we weren't understanding that we could be at peace and at rest. While still being productive for the yes. kingdom of God, you yeah, know yeah, and it really was such a yeah revolutionary sentence, so you like came back, you wrote it on your mirror, yeah talk just, about the idea of like what that helped you do and see
0: yeah so i uh, I came back and just got a marker and wrote it on a mirror in my office that the gift is in the gift is in you, and I wrote it over the mirror in my office, and uh it helped me calm the junk down, yeah, it helped me I want to perform well. Right. I want to do it right. And so what that leads me to is, um, obsessing a little bit about details. Yeah. Obsessing that I'm going to have all the right words to say in the moment, making sure that my notes are so well scripted and prepared mm-hmm. that like, no matter the scenario, I have a bullet on my gun that I'm ready to shoot.
1: Right. A power statement. I have a power statement. A I have the
0: scripture. Great
1: idea. A, a perfect illustration. Right.
0: And and then even like it felt like sometimes in sermon writing, I was a litigator for God. I was a mm. lawyer. I was trying to like disprove things that nobody was even asking. Right, right. And so my sermon prep would become this 40 hour a week yeah. task that sometimes is needed. There are certain right. ideas and topics and series that there should be. A really heavy um, emphasis of study but then there are other ideas that the gift is already in me I already know what the Bible says now I'm not saying I don't go up there with notes that's not what I'm talking about I'm still there's
1: still preparation there's still preparation preparation. but you
0: know what it does it makes you not nervous right and when I realized that the gift was in me I've stopped being nervous Mm -hmm. I used to be nervous when we first started filming the podcast Mm -hmm. I mean we were both we were nervous yeah well are we gonna know what to say (laughs) right is it gonna go bad what happens
1: if we have to stop and say edit that like oh wait
0: are people gonna approve of us right um and man it's been so refreshing to me to just every so now it's on now Rachel thankfully printed out on her little her little laser sticker machine What's yeah. it called?
1: I don't know. I was trying to remember, it. I can't remember.
0: Rachel has a laser sticker machine, and every year she wants to buy the new upgraded one. And it's so not, it's
1: not—it's the not Cricut.
0: No, it's Cricut, not a
1: Cricut because no. that is the lame brand. It's the other brand that I can't think of. Yeah, right Rachel's
0: now. got about eighteen of them in the house. Whatever it is. Yeah. So if you need an old one, I your boys got you. <laughs> and so Rachel cut me a sticker out. For <laughs> the low price
1: of Three
0: payments, ninety She put the sticker on my on right, my mirror. Right on your mirror. That the gift is in you, and it helps me every day. Yeah. Because I just remember, hey, Tristan, calm down, man. Well, and you're came, not, don't compare yourself to this other guy that looks so polished.
1: Right. We came at the right time, I think, for what we didn't realize was next in our lives in lots of spaces. Because though it started for you in that season, what you were wrestling with was your sermon prep and like, and the performance of the Sunday moment, it then translated to every area. And so, yeah. like, in acquiring a new building, in uh, negotiating with different new tenants and people we're purchasing from and different bankers scenarios. Like we were able to then instead use that phrase. Uh, you also wrote the bottom of your mirror. You yeah. wrote walk in the shoes of peace yeah. or shoes of peace, walk yeah, in shoes the shoes of peace. of peace. And so like you can walk in peace when you realize that the gift is in you. And so like for us, I felt like that next season was so important of like, Oh wait, we don't really know all the way how this is going to work out. We can't really see into the future, but the gift is in us. So when we walk yeah. in this meeting, we used to spend hours prepping for different board meetings or different oh, man. other meetings that we would have. And now it's like, hey, you feel good about that? Do you have all the information? Do I have all the information that we need yeah. to walk into it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go.
0: Let's talk about the room of intimidation.
1: What does that mean?
0: Do you remember city council? Oh,
1: the room. <laughs> yeah, okay. The
0: horseshoe room. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So when we were trying to pff, <laughs> figure out the land swap that we were working yeah, on with the city. the
1: one that all fell apart, right. Yeah,
0: so um, the night that it all got voted yes, yeah, they invited Whitney and I into the closed session. Yeah, the closed session. session. I don't know. And so we walk into this That's back room at City be. Hall, and they have all of the elected officials, all of the city staff, and then, like, their whole legal team. Right. And so they Ooh, inv-
1: a room of people. And they're all in like suits.
0: They're all in suits. Yeah. And super. there are three layers of horseshoe tables. Right. Right. And and in the front of the horseshoe where it's empty, they just invite me in and they say, Pastor, come on in. Go ahead. And I'm like, Oh, okay. What do you what do you what do no you want great me to do? No yeah. great introduction. And so I knew that this meeting was coming and I had talked to some friends about what this meeting might look like. And I'm telling you, I obsessed over what I was going to say in that seven minutes for a hundred hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: For, for a hundred hours, I obsessed over the seven minutes and I had it in my notes and I practiced it. I practiced it to wit. Mm -hmm. I practiced, it. I think to Aaron and Rachel and wit. Mm -hmm. I talked about it with Enrique. I talked about it with every, every, everybody. I talked about it and I got in there into this, the worst room that you can imagine to have to present in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I didn't say one word I had on my iPad. Right. Because what I had written down wasn't...
1: not the right thing for the room. What
0: needed to be said. Mm -hmm. It was a different...
1: Vibe. (laughs) Vibe in there.
0: But do you know what I did? I cost myself... Right. a month of stress yep. because I didn't just believe that the gift was in me. Yeah. Now, when I walk into those kind of rooms, I still have some bullet points, mm-hmm. but I don't walk in with the same pressure and fear and anxiety of how is it going to work out because I remember the gift is in me. Cool. We were fearfully... And wonderfully made right we were made in God's image it's how I was made in God's image God's not stressed and overwhelmed right. and anxious
1: well when we walk in the shoes of peace rather than the shoes of anxiety then we are better yeah. the truth is in all of your hours of writing what you actually said walking in just the gift that's in you right. was way better way better received but also way better communicated but also what you said what was needed for the room then all those hours of, of preparation. And so like, again, we're not saying you don't have preparation, but this past summer, it was super good lesson for me. I went to speak at a youth camp, right? You yeah. remember this? Yeah. I spent hour. I can't yeah. even tell you. I've never worked on a sermon huh. longer than I worked one. on night one. Mm-hmm. I got super in I'm my so head. I'm so glad you're
0: telling the story. Yeah. I
1: got super in my head. Because people need to understand. Yeah. Because I'm like, I communicate to adults. Yeah. I can speak to a room of women all night. I can speak to our church, but somehow I got super in my head that I couldn't talk to teenagers, even though we know that like, and I know now like, yeah, I'm actually super connected to a lot of young adults and young people in our They're church. They're in your house all They're the time. They're in my yeah. home. I have teenager, like a young adult and a teenager, like, but somehow and same obsessed over like power statements and words and sentences and my introduction, I rewrote four times, like, and the, and the, how I could connect to them and what I should say. And it was fine. I didn't like bomb and suck. But it, but it, but I felt like I sucked like it because did. it wasn't me. It yes. wasn't natural. It wasn't real. And that night I went back to the room just kind of like, you know. And all my friends were there, my kids, my husband. like, And so you're like, you want to do a great job. So you're kind of defeated. But I got to do this two more nights. And I'm like, great. Now I'm going to just super suck. And I'm just kind of like. Annoyed and frustrated, and God was like, hey, Whit, I can't fill the spaces where you let anxiety live. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you, like, again, that sentence that you've been saying over and over came back to me like, oh, wait, the gift is in you. And, like, you even recognized massively a difference between me just in my personhood the, the first night to the second night, where I was like, what are you doing? Why are you letting what you said? What are they gonna think? Like, yeah. how was it gonna come across? Are they gonna like me? All these. Just go be yourself. And literally, I mean, I still prepared for the next two nights, but not nearly amount of time. And and then just was like, hey, I'm gonna make my notes tighter, like shorter, simpler. less words, simpler. Yeah, I'm just gonna trust that the gift is in me nailed it second night i'm i'm nailed it nailed it like i can admit Third that night, about myself not being like
0: it. no you nailed cocky next but two. just
1: like there i am yeah oh there you are y- you chill the junk out and now you're able to do what god put in you to do and man it was such a it was such a like uh yeah for me like watching it in you was great but then once you have it for yourself, yeah. then you go, okay, this is now, now I own this sense yeah. too. Now I can hold that for myself to like hold myself to that same standard, not to just go, oh yeah, trust and don't forget the gift is in you. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's true for all of us. And I think that's why to me it's so important to communicate it to the tug team is like, guys, the gift is in you. Yeah. We have to know this and trust it and believe it. And so now for our team, like, yeah right now we are stretched Stretched. our team is stretched then they're they're doing new things they're doing things outside their comfort zone they're doing things they didn't sign up for and yet we're able to be like hey the gift is in you go do it and and because they've watched you walk it out and model Mm -hmm. that and then now it's been part of our just we vernacular are. and who yeah. we are. They're now able to trust and go, and they're killing it. They're nailing it. Even in moments and things, walking into rooms, meetings, conversations, and I know they probably felt, am I equipped for this? But the truth was, if you believe that God put you in that room, yeah, then we can trust that the gift will be in us to do what we need to do in those moments. Yeah,
0: Super important. So good. I have so many thoughts to go off of that. Okay, go. Um, one You know the reason that you felt that way preaching the camp is because you know that that's a big deal moment for kids,
1: right? Right. right. And
0: so it's out of a good-hearted place right. that you want to do a good job.
1: I want them We're, to receive what they're supposed to receive yes, from God. We
0: are both products, right, of camp environments as right teenagers,
1: absolutely. And so there's this pressure
0: pressure that's on you to to do it for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like I want to be I want to be a rock star. No. It's I want to carry right. this responsibility well. Right. And that's a that's a pressure.
1: And there we've talked about it before there's like the right level of pressure for the responsibility to stepping into all the things God has for you. But then what happens is then when we like where's the right pressure? Where is it coming from? What's the Root of the pressure because yeah. if you allow it then to just be now I have put undue pressure on myself yeah then it gets out of balance yeah. and like the balance of understanding I want to show this the reverence the respect that it needs but then I'm not gonna over over pressure myself to death it's hard to find that balance yeah but but it's an important piece in any job you're doing in any role you have because if you don't then you, uh, you, you what is it? Like you break it. I'm sure there is a car analogy about pressure and like too much and you break the axle and it doesn't yes. work. I'm sure. I yes. don't know them. Yeah. But I'm just like, that's what I have seen, have felt in our team, in our workspace, in our messages, in our preparations. In years past where we were about to break because of that pressure. Yeah. Whereas now there's so much more freedom. To actually let the gift thrive, yeah. If that makes sense,
0: yeah. The culture that you're doing the thing in is Absolutely. the thing that allows you to have that freedom. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So what I was thinking is, just a couple weeks ago at youth, Haley Milstead preached. Right. right. Love Haley. Yeah. And she nailed it. Oh, yeah. She did great. Dez right. preached a couple weeks ago, nailed it. Tyler, Mason's preached in there, right?
1: They've all preached. In all of them
0: have have nailed it
1: right
0: you don't know why it's not because they've went through long hours of training right it's not because it's not because (laughs) they they have been pulled (laughs) under the wing of the man of god for countless hours of discipleship it's because they're in an environment Mm -hmm. that cheers not jeers yeah
1: it's really good
0: and like for me i think one of the reasons that i wanted to get it Mm Right, so bad is because in previous seasons when I got it wrong, I would get picked on for it. If I made a flub or a mistake or a um or a uh or had a typo or something, I would hear about it in a mocking fashion for months. Yeah, and so there was this pressure to to perform so that I wouldn't get picked on. And I think that that if you're in a culture that doesn't have that, then it's easier to walk in it.
1: Yeah. Well, there's both. There's the picked on and then there's the chastised. I don't know if like there are some places where if it's not perfect, you're punished. punished. And I think that also puts that undue pressure of like, it must be perfect when the truth is there's nobody that's perfect. Yeah. But but we can walk in our gifting and that's far closer to perfect than all of that pressure and stress and anxiety to just do it. And it doesn't allow, the truth is, what I love about our team is they're all unique. When you say their names, uh, Mason does, uh, Haley, Tyler, Easton, Brady, all of them have different, Sam and Colby, different voices, yeah. different ways of communicating, different passions. And what, what allowing the gift that is in me to be is that then I am me. Yeah. The gift that is in you to be is that you are you. You're not yeah. trying to be anybody else. Right. And what we see so often in culture mm-hmm. today is that we're all just trying to be the carbon copy of somebody else.
0: If the whole church is stressed out trying to be me, right? the leader... That's silly. What are we doing?
1: Right, right. And so like that trickles down in every department, in every organization, in every circumstance, in family dynamics. Like, you know, you talk about kids and, like, the sibling rivalry. Like, if parents will just let the kid that is this kid be this kid and the kid that is, don't be, why aren't you more like your brother? Because I'm not my brother. Like, let them thrive and what that allows is a totally different culture and environment of, like, there's no jeering. There's no chastising. It's just being who God created you to be. Yeah. And that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But it's kind of terrifying because it's different.
0: Um, this, I, uh, when I was in college, I would go and do homeless ministry. Okay. A bunch. Yes. We would go and do this thing on Friday nights called FLM, Frontline Ministries. Oh. And we would get a bunch of these college kids and we would go down to Deep Ellum. Right. in downtown Dallas, and we would do street ministry. And would be down there from like nine to midnight, or nine to one a.m. Yeah. And we would just walk around and meet people and attempt to tell them about Jesus. Okay. And like, I've got some crazy stories about the couple years that I did that. Yeah. But there was one night that I was down there and I started talking to a homeless guy. and uh, And the homeless guy starts quoting scriptures at me. And he says, Do you know where that's found? I'm talking homeless. Not like, not like lost his apartment and like is sleeping in his car. I'm talking this dude been on the streets for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would quote a scripture to me, he'd say, you know where that's found? I'm in Bible college. Right. And I go, no? And he'd be like, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 26, or I don't know what (laughs) he would say. And I'm telling you, this dude started quoting bangers. Bang, bang, bang scriptures. And every time after he'd quote a scripture, he'd say, study to show yourself approved, boy. <laughs> Another scripture, study to show yourself approved, boy. And it had such a impact on me that I wasn't ready. I can't, I'm down here on the streets thinking that Bible college trustin' is going to win this man to Jesus. And this hobo quoted more scriptures than any human being I'd ever met in my whole life while yelling, you're a loser. (laughs) Study to show yourself approved. And like, the lesson that I got in that moment was read your Bible more, Yeah. hide the word in your heart, study to show yourself approved, which is true. Right. But if you take that too far, it becomes crippling. Yeah. And so let's talk about that balance. Yeah. The balance of <laughs> putting the gift in you or like obtaining the knowledge or the experience of the thing yeah. versus trusting that it's in there. Yeah. Because it's not like the danger of this conversation is that people that haven't ever studied in an area or done any legwork think the gift is in me. Well that creates a uh Yeah it, an unbalance.
1: Yeah. Well it creates laziness laziness, and then it
0: and what's it called what's I'm missing the word like when you just think that you deserve it entitlement entitlement yeah it creates entitlement yeah now careful because study to show yourself approved this is preaching but this is also if you're a realtor
1: no right this is if
0: you're any kind of sales if you're a mom whatever
1: if you're leading an organization if you're making decisions every day the the difference is the um Oh, what is the word I was going to say? Uh, oh, that that you still have to steward the gift. Yes. You you have a gift, whatever your gift is. Maybe you are given a gift of hospitality, but if you are, then you have to steward the home that God's given you. You have to steward the, the gift to be able to invite people over. When you invite them over, then you better be kind and generous. Like all of these, you still have to steward the gift that God's given you, whatever yeah. your gift is. But... But you don't have to, uh, uh, yeah. Dr- drum it up to me was the best. Stir it up, whatever you said. Yeah, that that is the best analogy for what happens. Is like we have to just work it up so. Conjure hard. it. Let's go! I can do that. No, no, calm that. Da- calm down. Yeah. Did you do the enough pre planning? Did you do enough work? Have you studied? I mean, it's part of the college experience. Like we joke about it. Uh, with my kids in college, but like, it's important. It's an important discipline for them. So have you disciplined yourself in whatever your gift is enough? So like, if I had never looked at scripture and never come up with the messages for camp, then I'm being a really bad steward of the moment and the opportunity for those students. If I had never studied under other people how to have the appropriate moment in an altar call space or how to communicate to the band, whatever it is, it would have not gone well even with a gift in me, but you have to steward the gift without working it up, drumming it up. I don't even know what you said it good putting the gift in, like forcing the, I don't even know, but it's, it's a hard balance. It is a hard balance, but, but understanding also, this is another part. There's long seasons of stewarding the gift before using the gift. Yes. And I think that's, When you say entitlement, I think of like a lot of people who feel entitled to go out and well, I have the gift of even like uh, what I don't even know. I'm trying to use one that's not teaching and preaching, but I have a gift for leadership. Do you? Well, who have you led? Yeah. Well, have you led a small group in your home? Have you led uh, two people on your cheer squad? Like, have you done anything that's actually leadership? Because if you go into a room, try to lead a whole room of people and you've never stewarded and actually learned and understood what that looks like. You're going to make a lot of bad decisions yeah. yeah
0: you've got to uh you've got to grow the gift, yeah yeah, and you grow the gift while not in the public eye right i uh since I've got back on my like health journey and I've started weightlifting again, you know in real I'm not a real weightlifter, I'm like a gym bro, but like in guys that really compete as weightlifters, mm-hmm. they carry two max numbers, they carry their in the gym number, so here's how much I can squat. In the gym, but then here's how much I squat in competition. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They always have a higher number in the gym. Hmm. Because in competition, they're doing what they usually know they can get.
1: Huh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, because in competition, you get one opportunity.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Here's your one opportunity or two or three if it's a ladder competition. Yeah, yeah. And so they may have squatted 800 pounds. Right. At, at the, in the gym three weeks ago mm-hmm. on a Thursday, mm-hmm. but now at the competition, they're going for seven eighty five. Yeah. And what Whitney's saying is you have to develop the muscle before the moment.
1: Right, right.
0: And like that's equally to what I could write. I could say you have the muscle for the moment. It's right. already in you. The gift right. is already in you, man. It would be impossible... For a guy who didn't work out, doing squat eight hundred pounds impossible. Right. It would cut your body, it would crush you to death. Yeah. But that's sometimes what we try to do as leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go. I talk to church planners all the time that tell me how their church is gonna be a thousand people in the first two years, and I'm like, bro, when you were a youth pastor, you didn't ever have over sixty kids. Right. Like you're. How? how? Like God yeah. loves What's you. What's your plan? God loves you too much to do that to you.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> Because that's a whole lot of leadership, that's a whole lot of uh, meetings, that's a whole lot of decisions, that's a whole lot of finances, like what we don't realize sometimes is, yeah, that pre-planning has to happen to get us prepared for the moment, but in the moment then we can trust. And so I think that's the thing is like we spend a whole lot of time uh, anxious about the moment Yeah. when what we need to be anxious about is... The stewardship, the growth, yeah. the the planning moments, you taking space to rest and to receive from God. That is a pre-planning moment yeah. that helps you in the moment when you're whatever moment it is that you have to go then perform. It's not the performance. It's these quiet spaces, these quiet places where... What is that? There's some whole thing about like, I don't even know, but like what's done in public has been prepared in private. Like, there's all of these times where we have to build the muscle. What you're saying is super good. But if we if we don't do that, then in the moment, we're going to fall apart. But we don't need to stress so hard about the moment. That's not the goal of the growth. Yeah, I think that's the big thing was the shift in understanding. Mm-hmm. I'm growing for me. I'm growing for what God has for me. I don't even all the way know what that is all the way. Right. I can't even define the moment. Yeah. The, I, I used to sometimes think I could, but now the more maturity that I have, I'm like, whatever moment it is that God gives me, I'm going to step into it well. But that means that in these other spaces, I'm just preparing who I'm supposed to be, who I am, what God's placed in me, the gift that is in me. Yeah. I'm going to keep stewarding that so I'm prepared whatever room he puts me in so yeah. that I'm prepared whatever space I step into. So whenever we walk into meetings that we didn't even, you and I have walked into meetings that we didn't even know an hour before they were happening they were going to happen. Yeah. But, but because in the quiet space, because in the preparation space, I just knew who I am and yeah. you just know who you are. Yeah. Then when we walk into these moments that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, how would we find ourselves here? Now the gift is in us and yeah. we can trust that.
0: No, it's great. And what you're saying is what I've started to think is you and I used to walk into conflict moments yeah, and we would want to pre-plan yeah. every word that we were going to say.
1: So we would win. So that we would win <laughs> and we
0: would navigate the conversation six different ways. Choose your own adventures. Yeah. Whereas now, if Whit and I have a conflict meeting, we've got a guy right now that we'll have a conflict conversation with that we just make sure we're on the same page. Okay, here's what we think. Here's right. where we're going to go. Let's go. We yeah. don't have to spend two hours to prep for a 30-minute conflict meeting. Right. Because we now trust. Yeah. It's in me. Yeah. There's another element to this in our faith journey is that the Holy Spirit is a real part of the dynamic. Yeah. And that God, that the gift is in me, is trusting that there's this conduit from heaven that's coming Mm -hmm. into my brain and my heart, Mm -hmm. that when I need it, I'm going to get it. Yeah. That I might not know how to say it yet, but that just like Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and probably didn't have notes. Right. Thousands of people got saved. Because the gift was in him. Right. The spirit of God was in him.
1: Yeah. The anointing is upon you. The anointing. However you want to say it. And I think that's probably why you and I feel the caution to be like, don't forget to prepare. Yes. Is because we grew up in.
0: We grew up in Holy Holy Spirit moments.
1: Yeah. Holy Spirit (laughs) movement season of the church where. Oh well, you know the pastor come with the Bible. You know I didn't really have time to prepare. What the holy? Let's see what the Holy Spirit says to me tonight. And then and preach then trash, drone on for two hours, <laughs> and we're like, no, 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 no. Like the Holy Spirit will take your preparation and he'll speak through you at the moment. He'll use you in the moment. But you got it. That's why I think that when you said, I'm like, yeah, that's why we care so yeah. much. Of like, you got to prepare. You got to be ready. You got to know. But then in it, trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he's a real dude that's really walking with you and. You've got to prepare that time with the Holy Spirit. Your, yeah. time, your only time with the Holy Spirit can't be on the stage. Yeah. Your only time with the Holy Spirit can't be uh, walking into the meeting. you got to have those moments with the Holy Spirit in a quiet room, yeah. listening to a worship song that just wrecks the crap out of you. Yes. Because that's where he then will speak the through work, you in a, in a performance moment. I think
0: of like the movie Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. And he's got that guy, Ving, Ving Rames, is that his name? Big black guy. Oh yeah. And that's
1: not his name on the show, so or on the movie. No, no, no. But, but his, his real, real his real life. That's name, his real life name, yeah. And
0: he's always in the van yeah, yeah, with yeah. a headset on. Right. And he's feeding Tom Cruise Ethan information. Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk. <laughs> he's feeding him information. That's what and so for me, what I'm learning the gift is in me. Yeah. Is I have Ving Rhames in the van.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: The Holy Spirit is in the van. It's really good. I have an earpiece in at all times. Yeah. And when I find myself in a situation I don't know what to do, I'm just going to trust that that he has it. He has a uh, eye in the sky. That he has the the map of the building the that GPS I'm running beep, beep through. He's
1: on got me. He knows, he, know, he knows where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> he knows where I'm at. He's
0: got my blood pressure. All the things. Right. He knows it. And that's what we have to trust. The, really the Holy Spirit is.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: We uh we did baptisms. <laughs> Can we just tell a funny story? Sure. When we did when we were doing baptisms for the pig one day we were baptizing like a ton of people. And so we had two tanks set up, and uh, and so we have Aaron and Enrique in the tank doing the dunking, and I'm in the middle running back and forth to say the names yeah. of the people. And it's really hard, because I don't know everybody's name. right, And I don't know who's so-and-so's brother, and this person's married to this person, and that's their son who yeah. got baptized. And so we had this idea that what we're gonna do is I'm gonna put in the earpiece.
1: (laughs) I wasn't sure until right this minute which one what story you're telling. Oh god. I'm on stage
0: with a mic in hand, baptizing people, but I have an earpiece in, and Whitney is backstage
1: on my cell phone. On her cell phone. So fancy.
0: It's stupid. In my ear telling me who the people are. Right. And like telling me, oh, this is so and so's aunt. Yeah. And her testimony she got healed from cancer and so Whitney is doing it while I'm I'm trying to talk to this person about right. being baptized but Whitney's telling me that hey we have a spontaneous baptism coming <laughs> and absurd. so you need to stay at tank 1 next instead of tank 2 and I I dude I couldn't do it it was hard it was hard
1: you found out you couldn't be a news broadcaster don't they do that news broadcaster i was unable broadcast. i was I unable talk. <laughs> to talk
0: and listen a, to a, a person time. yeah I was unable to talk to a person in a room of a bunch of people while listening to about another person on another (laughs) tank getting dunked in water. It was difficult. uh, It was difficult. We only
1: did that one time.
0: (laughs) But do you know what? What? If we kept doing it.
1: Yeah, you would have got better.
0: We would have got a better headset and we would have got a better system. Yeah. And maybe we should try it again someday. Well, no, because now I'm not doing them all. but (laughs) Because I was the bottleneck of the process. (laughs) But I'm saying the Holy Spirit in the beginning, might feel a little cumbersome to hear from. It's really good. What are you saying? What? You're distracting what I'm trying to do over here. Yeah. But over time, you're going to iron that out, and you're going to know what's God, and when is he saying it, and why is he saying it, and what do you do with it in the moment, and you're going to learn that the gift is in you.
1: It's really good. No, it's really good. And, like, being able to trust it, as you're saying that, though, I'm like, you know, you can trust it, you can know it, and then, uh, just boldly walk into it, but you don't have to be awkward about it either. Like, as you said, you're making me think of, I went to a private Christian school victory in Tulsa, uh, and (laughs) it was a super Holy Spirit, uh, church and it is a super Holy Spirit church and school. And I had a Bible teacher that would stop in the middle of class She would literally be teaching and stop. And then she would say, yes, Holy Spirit. I will tell them Uh that here in a moment. And like, you gave me this picture. I'm like, the thing about it is the more you do it, the more it just becomes natural of who you are. And you don't have to be weird about it. Like, you know what? Don't worry, y'all. Like, don't tell your like other employees i don't know what we're going to do when this happens but the holy spirit will meet me here like yeah. just go boldly into yeah. moments and like don't be a don't be a weirdo i yeah. don't know sometimes when we talk about holy spirit no stuff, i knew a guy i'm who, like don't be a weirdo in it
0: i knew a guy he would he would just be talking and then he would like shift his head to the side and his eyes would glaze over it and he would put like he his he was ears. in the matrix yeah like he would pull <laughs> his ears up towards heaven and he'd be like y- yeah uh-huh
1: yeah don't be a weirdo oh, okay <laughs>
0: And he would be like, the Holy Spirit just told me. Yeah. I'm like, no. did you just receive a transmission from an alien race? Like, it was so weird that it was like, okay, let's no, not let's not be too extra.
1: Because the more about I the, g- thing. the more me me and the Holy Spirit become boys, the more I know he's not a weirdo. Yeah. And so like stop making we, him look bad. We're the weirdos. We're the weirdos <laughs> making him look bad. It's not weird. It's just trusting that in the moment, the Holy Spirit is gonna speak to you and knowing that like, yeah, he's got you. What?
0: There was this lady in my church growing up, she was in the choir. Oh no, now
1: we just starting to do <laughs> Yeah, 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 and
0: she would be in the choir and like, the, you know, the song would start and her hand, is my hand still in the shot? And her hand would get shaken. And dude, her, her hand would shake so yeah. hard and I'd be like, what is going on up there? And I think that sometimes yeah. there are these external Um, expressions that we pick up along the Mm -hmm. way—that we saw somebody else do it—and we think, "Oh, that's how the Holy Spirit works." Right. The Holy Spirit works how the Holy Spirit works. We we have to just be aware that we're not like extra trying to conjure up this. It's why the it's
1: why the private moments are so important. Yeah. Because in the private moment, that's how you learn how to uh, really do it. Like if you and I would have practiced well. You talking to yes. a room of people, and you and me talking in your ear. Eventually, you would have got great at it, well, and it wouldn't have been as awkward as it was. The I'm other saying. the other
0: problem is that the other problem is that you were also talking to other people backstage. Well, yeah. While <laughs> Whitney's over there, this I'm trying to dunk multi-tasking somebody. Multitasking over yeah, here. yeah. And Whitney's then talking to somebody like, "Hey, I'm so proud of you that you're getting baptized, man. God, <laughs> she's praying over them and I hear it all, and I'm just like, I can't do this. Can't right do this now. anymore. The good thing is the Holy Spirit is better." is more ving rhames than he is whitney
1: yeah that's good (laughs) (laughs) apparently yeah i'm not a very good holy spirit good i'm glad i don't want that job uh but no it's super good i think the other thing i said uh in that in that moment that i with god that i had at camp or whatever was like that the holy spirit can't live where anxiety is and i think that the greatest struggle of a lot of people that are tugging into more is this anxiety that is just like plaguing us of, will I get there? I'm not as far along as I wanna be. Why haven't I got where I wanted to go yet? All of the things, have I screwed it up? Am I not working hard enough? And like, just chill the junk out. Mm-hmm. Because if you are, well, I can't hear the Holy, I can't hear the gift in me, I can't feel that. Well, maybe it's cause you're letting anxiety live where you need to kill it. Where yeah. you need to just say, hey, I'm not gonna be overrun by this fear, this anxiety, whatever it is, uh, that is holding, it cripples, it cripples you. Cripples. And we have to be willing to just like, we literally can, the Bible tells us that oh, we've been given a sound mind, yeah, and we have to just take our thoughts captive and yeah. not let ourselves be anxious, but instead declare like, okay, you're gonna, God, whatever, in this moment, in this, when I'm with my kids and I don't know what to do sometimes, like in solving conflict in that, and solving parental situations, I don't need to be anxious about like, well, if I screw this one parenting thing up, it's going to ruin the rest of their life. No, just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> calm down <laughs> and just go make the right decision in the right moment. The gift the is, gift in, is in, you. in you. Yeah, the gift super is super important.
0: And if you feel like it's not there, God's going to give it to you and tell you the right thing. That's we right. need to do an episode on anxiety. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I was
1: like, does he not like that I'm talking about no. anxiety? But I could see your brain no, going. Gears, but I was like,
0: my gears were spinning, and I was like, I have a couple stories I want to tell, but we'll we'll, we'll just say we'll them. do it.
1: Yeah, no, it's super important. Okay, what else? anything else? I don't know. Anything else? We are good? I think we're. I don't know. It's super great. Yeah. I just think if you're trying to step into more, start trusting the gift that's already in you, and see what happens. I think that's the biggest thing. Is for you for a while, you would say it like. The gift is in me.
0: The gift the gift is in me, right? The,
1: the gift is in me, right? And then it was like we would say it back and forth, we we're like, Hey, the gift is in you. Yeah. Like, did you see that? Yeah. It worked. Yeah. And like, just try it and then see what happens because I guarantee you you'll be surprised. Yeah. Oh, wait, it was actually in there all along.
0: It's in there all along. So good. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us to episode 102. 102. We're here in the new studio. I only heard a couple drills. Yeah, it wasn't uh, bad at all. Saw cuts back there. We're still working out the camera situation. Easton was actively plugging and unplugging and moving tripods around while we were doing the episode. (laughs) So I don't, yeah, see, look, he's wiggling (laughs) around right now. And so we're getting it all balanced out, figured out. But man, we love you guys. Yeah. If you have any questions, hit us up. That's right. We want to hear what you got. Like,
1: subscribe, share, all the things. Love y'all.
0: Boom. See ya.